When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to a Saturday night edition of the Managing Madrid podcast. This is your host, Kian Subani, joined by Mehdi Hassan tonight. And God bless you all. If you're listening to this, you are the 1%. You are the 1% that truly, truly cares not only to dedicate your Saturday night to watching paint dry at the Bernabeu, but on top of that, to dedicate what you're doing after the game to watch two people on the internet break down paint drying on a Saturday night at the Bernabeu. God bless everyone. God bless all the money who says to watch that. God bless the frontline workers on the ground like Ewan McTeer taking the 20-minute Metro ride to the Burnabout to cover that game as a profession. Although he did he did uh, get treated to a glorious sunset as he posted on Twitter. That was nice. To make matters worse, the worst sight you could have possibly seen was Kamavinga go off injured. Now, I don't know. Like My hope is that we're overreacting because we're just kind of like in, in a pessimistic mode right now. I hope that we're overreacting and it's nothing. And we're recording this immediately after the game. So we don't know anything about what happened to Kamavinga. Is it serious? Was it a precaution? We might learn more during Carlo Ancelotti's press conference, which Ewan is at. So, you know, probably halfway through the podcast, we'll catch up on Carlo's quotes as he's speaking. And hopefully, Carlo will come up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm choking up about this, this news. Hopefully, Carlo will come out and say, Ah, it's nothing. Just a precaution. We were going to take Asensio out. We saw Kamavinga maybe got a heavy tackle. Like, ah, we'll just take Kamavinga off just in case instead. That's the hope. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, Let's bring some positive energy to this podcast, Mahidi. How are you? Give us some good news, hey, buddy. Yeah. yeah, so unfortunately, I don't have any good news uh, either. I was doing okay. I was. It, it's been a hectic work week so i was chilling on my saturday uh the game was running on the background i was checking tweets and stuff asensio scored a golazzo and whatever it was all good but yeah the moment i saw like kamavinga in pain and the the doctors trying to treat him uh, i'm not doing as well right now obviously huge game coming up uh we can obviously talk about the starting lineup and i'm pretty sure we'll do about this game there are Certain things, I certain things like this coming a knock slash injury, whatever this is, I think this could have been avoided very easily. And right now, we don't really have much except uh, hoping that this doesn't lead to something worse. Well, especially considering that by halftime, Kamavinga had received three pretty heavy challenges, and uh, you know, especially you know that the ESPN crew mentioned at halftime that you know Hatafe you know, might be okay with the draw. They might just continue to play conservative, although they were kind of more of the aggressor in the first half and we were more of the aggressor in the second half in terms of just the intensity offensively, the defensive line, the height of it, all that stuff. Um, but especially after Asensio scored, Ramjigo up a goal, Katafe all of a sudden now 
in a situation where they really desperately need points. I mean, they're in the relegation zone, literally. And uh, they need to get something from the game, right? And so they, they end the night on 34 points, tied with Valencia in the relegation battle. Valencia have a slight edge because of goal differential. And so all of a sudden they, they dropped the relegation zone. So why I'm bringing that up is because I was concerned that, okay, these guys are going to go from these heavy challenges to just playing really aggressive because they have no choice. They have nothing to lose. I would even go as far as to say, like, I would rather, if you use all your subs, just play with 10 men. Take 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 Vinicius off too. I didn't get, like, I'm appreciative of the fact that Vinicius is so freaking good that he comes on and immediately energy changes. He replaces uh, Hazard, I think it was. And uh, all of a sudden, you just go from this kind of, kind of like meh performance to, oh, there's like a clear superstar on the field who can just do whatever he wants and just cook Janae and just destroy everyone. It was fun from an entertainment standpoint to have him on the field, but I would rather suffer and fall asleep literally and miss the podcast tonight just because I was sleeping than see anyone get injured, let alone someone like him. God, you know, so thankfully that didn't happen, but there was a second where when Kamavinga was limping, the, the camera cuts to Vinicius, who had also just kind of received a, a heavy tackle, like maybe a minute or two after actually. And um, it starts it starts to panic a little bit when I saw Kamavinga on the bench and the the medical staff were around him and making sure everything's okay. Were you overreacting, yeah, uh, Mehdi? Uh, well, I think Kamavinga is is a player of that quality. I think some overreacting is probably justified here. Uh, but I'll I'll I'd like to tackle this point from a different angle. So Getafe is the team with the third most fouls drawn in La Liga this season. If we go back like a couple of seasons back as well, I'm pretty sure we're going to find them like in the top three, if not top five or whatever. So I have been vocal about this on my tweets and podcasts so so many times. I even like wrote a big note on Twitter a few, a few days ago, or I think last week, that... Uh, Real Madrid has to come with better planning in these La Liga games. Doesn't matter if the league is over or not, because your season is not over. You have to come with better planning. So when you're when you're playing Getafe, which technically is a derby, it's a team from Madrid, uh, and Getafe loves playing against Madrid. They're coming into the Bernabeu. They are the team that has the third most fouls drawn in the league. That I am uh, as a complete nobody can just find it up on FB ref with no issues at all with, with my random internet connection of my home internet connection. I'm pretty sure Real Madrid as a club has far better resources to analyze this before a game. You, you just can't have players like Kamavinga, Vinicius, Cruz, Modric, these, these players playing significant minutes against this kind of a game where it, it doesn't really matter for you what the outcome of the game is, but Getafe are actually coming to get something out of the game. They're a very physical team and they will try to get something out of this game. Uh, They eventually did not, but God knows what happened with Kamavinga. So uh, see these kind of like little oversights that have been happening uh, in La Liga is is part of the reason why we're 14 points or I don't even know how many. I, I actually don't know. It could be 14 or more. Uh, how many points are behind Barcelona right now in third place of La Liga. So uh, I think it, it goes on to show that we, we don't really go into this La, these La Liga games by putting as much thought as we obviously go into a Champions League game. And look what that got us. That is probably now jeopardizing. Well, La Liga is gone a long time ago. That is probably now... I wouldn't say jeopardizing probably, but you know it's it's hurting our chances. If Kamavinga is not playing against Manchester City, which we still don't know, we'll probably find out today or in the next couple of days. But if he's not playing, that definitely hurts our chances of progressing by uh, significant margins. My question is, why would you even like, you know, contemplate that risk uh, when there's nothing to play for in La Liga? I agree with you. Um especially with Kamavinga because he started and he's been playing so many minutes anyway. And uh, again, as I said before, in the beginning of the podcast, he was suffering a bunch of heavy challenges in the case of Vinicius. I also like could easily argue that 
he should just we should just bubble wrap him as well and not yeah. not even put him on the field. Ewan wrote on Managing Madrid. He also tweeted this, but he he posted in his post game three questions, three answers piece that Vinicius's sub is a marketability kind of thing, like where there's a lot of fans who, unfortunately for them, and these I actually feel do feel sorry for these fans by the way because it's not cheap to book tickets and get to Madrid and then buy tickets to the game, all that stuff. Who have probably planned this trip a long time in advance, not knowing La Liga was going to be over this early, and also not knowing, you know, where we have to rest players before playing Manchester City in the biggest game of the season. So they've bought tickets to this, not knowing that they're not going to see their favorite players on the field. Um, and it's a kind of a respect to them kind of thing to put Vinicius on in the second half. And I get that. I get it. So like playing him 29 minutes is in that sense, reasonable. There's also the other argument, which is like, you know, players like Modric and Benzema have both said this publicly, that rhythm is important. It's not just about rest. Sometimes you need to play to sustain rhythm and not be rusty. You can't just like take a game or two off and then come back like nothing happened. Sometimes you just need some kind of continuity in between. And so I understand that that aspect of it too. Uh, but Kamavinga thing definitely does worry me no question and uh, as we said hopefully we'll find out more i have a question yeah ancelotti actually said uh, okay we, I, I have i have quotes like the madrid accounts are putting that he said uh it's just a blow he'll be fine he's just 20 years old it's it's okay so i don't know what the age has to do with it but yeah yeah <laughs> i guess it just means he <laughs> and, heals quicker. And, yeah and uh, yeah I think we we're going to need some more detailed quotes uh, whenever even puts them because this was just part of it and like each like Madrid news accounts that are on Twitter they actually translate it dri- differently I, and since, I don't trust any of them not a single yeah, yeah. one they, w- I only they, trust they... what Ewan says that's it or if I'm there myself <laughs> listening to it when they like since whatever they translated what Fede and that whole Jose Maria Gutierrez and uh, Fede exchange after like Fede punched uh, that Villarreal player. It was he was he was a, that was a Villarreal player, right? Uh, that Fede punched yeah, after Diana. like. However, they translated that whole exchange. I don't trust them since then either. So yeah, I'll, I'll still wait for the. UFO. There was also a Lampard quote, which was uh, recently misconstrued because <laughs> I, I, I was speaking to Lucas, who was in the room when Lampard said that, and he was like, uh, mm-hmm. "He did not say that." <laughs> it was like, yeah. it's like that just literally was completely not something he said. Uh, anyways. Uh, okay, so we'll come back to Carlos' post-game quotes. Uh, I did want to say, with respect to the starting lineup, I mean, there are a few interesting talking points. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I did not take many notes in this game. Uh, mm. But in part, like, look, this I, I feel like I've been really negative this podcast. I'm sorry if I'm just kind of sucking the, the energy out of the room. So I'm sorry. Um but honestly, this game made me really think about preseason. Like preseason started to look really delicious and tasty in comparison to this game. Mm. So I, I, <laughs> I actually take more notes during preseason in, in some part because there's some interesting things like a lot of young players on the field, all that stuff. Um, but in a game like this, it was more like, okay, we're getting giving Hazard minutes. What Five years from now, when am I ever going to look at my notebook to, to see what I wrote about Eden Hazard in a game like this? But nevertheless... I was kind of half curious to see what he would look like physically. Um, what did you think of Hazard's performance? Uh, I wasn't surprised at his performance. I, I didn't expect anything better than uh, what his performance was, really. I think um, uh, Managing Madrid's Twitter account posted a tweet that he only had 29 touches, no key passes, nothing. Uh, yeah, it was. it was as good as Hazard has been for Real Madrid over the last couple of years. Uh, but I was happy to see him on the starting lineup than seeing Vinicius because there were some reports yesterday that <laughs> uh, Ancelotti doesn't even trust Hazard for this game. He's going to start Vinicius, probably based on the quotes, his pre-match quotes that he said that we're going to uh, put out a very, very competitive side because I don't want to give any uh, advantages to Jose Bordalas. Uh, but eventually Hazard started, and I think uh, his time was just his his role in this game was just to 
take minutes away from Vinicius, which he did. He took 60 minutes or like 70 minutes off Vinicius's workload. I'm, I'm happy with that. I, I'll take that as a contribution, to be honest, at this point. Uh, the most interesting part of today's starting lineup was Rudiger not playing. Mm. Uh, uh, so, I mean, Alaba is not playing because he has a knock. Why is Rudiger not playing? What 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 are what hints are you trying to give us, Carlo? Because Rudiger basically didn't have any reasons because he he started Mendy, who just came off from an injury and I think probably had only a couple of training sessions with the team. He started Mendy, and not Rudiger at center back and Nacho at left back. So that probably tells us something about uh, the murmurs that we are hearing about the city tie. Uh, that Rudiger will start. It doesn't necessarily mean that Militao wouldn't, but for me, from this entire starting 11, I think that was the most interesting thing that Rudiger didn't start. Why Why didn't he start? What is What is Carlo trying to tell us? Yeah, that, that actually is really interesting. Um, the Hazard point is actually not that interesting when you think of it, like the big picture perspective of it. Um, yeah. But I did want to talk about him really quickly. And, and I agree with you, Mendy... Mendy is someone that actually I was interested in seeing what he looked like in his return. Uh, table it for a second. One thing about Hazard is that beyond all the stuff that he just couldn't do offensively, um, there was it. There was a few moments where you could just tell, like it's his legs feel heavy. It doesn't feel like he can do things physically. In the ninth minute, one of his first touches of the game. He gets the ball kind of like where Vinicius usually gets on on that left wing. And I think it's Janae who's on him. And he tries to drop his shoulder, go past, goes past him like a couple times. And he just looks so slow with those turns trying to do it. And he just eventually runs out of bounds. And uh, I, this has been Hazard for a long time. This is his game. If he has the ball at his feet, he can control it. He's skilled enough to get out of a little tight space maybe. And then he can pass it. That's it. That's the extent of his yep. game. That's all he can do right now. And uh, it's just kind of sad to see. It's not even... I don't want to hate on the guy or anything like that. I just... It's sad to see because he's he just looks brutal physically. He looks a step slow. Uh, and it made me think. I remember... Sometimes I just randomly will think about this game. Real Madrid away versus Celtic. Champions League group stages. I made a tweet... Right before Hazard came in, because I saw Hazard was coming in, I was like, this game is not uh, suited for Hazard. It's too fast-paced. You need, you need someone to can, really, to can really progress the ball that can go toe-to-toe with these guys physically. And then Hazard had that famous good game where he, had, he did like three things in that game. And then everyone was like, oh, you were wrong. You know, nothing. And I was like, just, just wait. Just wait. Come back to me in, in a few months. I don't know where those people are now in the tweets. I'm too lazy to go actually dig it up. But I can't believe there was actually a, a time in the season after that game where everyone was like, he's back. This guy can actually change our season. New signing Hazard. No, he's he's not back. He's not coming back, guys. Um, Mendy, subbed at halftime, according to Guillermo of The Athletic. It was a premeditated sub, had nothing to do with injury. They were they decided before the game that Mendy was going to play only 45 minutes, the first half. So Mendy plays 45 minutes. What did you think of his performance? Uh, it was it was okay. I think uh, uh, I didn't necessarily like it. It was nothing otherworldly. Uh, with Mendy, we see it's always. Uh, like he he doesn't really underlap. He always he's usually overlapping, and he he was actually basically tasked with his traditional overlapping fullback role. Uh, seeing Mendy and Kamavinga interchange their positions a little bit, I think just just out of habit now because Kamavinga is is playing left back so often. So uh, when Kamavinga would go to the flank, Mendy would come inside for a bit. That happened a couple of times here and there, but I think. Apart from that, uh, you, you see uh, Mendy's performance. He, now that if I like try to recall any significant moments, I don't really. Probably I wasn't paying as as much attention. But uh, 
it was it was good to see him in a sense like i think physically he looked okay i do i i was also surprised that why is he taken off is he is it a relapse or anything physically i thought he was okay he was he was uh, pretty quick on his feet as well uh one of ancelotti's coaches uh, he thinks it's good news that mendy is back and uh, so that's that's pretty much it it was kind of strange that why is he playing this 45 minutes why not 60 minutes why not 30 minutes why like why is he suddenly coming out against getafe uh, and playing 45 minutes like this uh, i think he could have probably been eased into it but again going back to that rudiger point since carlo wanted to play kamavinga in the midfield today and he didn't want to play rudiger there wasn't any other option for the left back because nacho is playing center back probably he could have called up vallejo but again then again like he he wanted wanted a more competitive side to tackle this getafe team that's why he he chose nacho over or like uh, vallejo he didn't choose vallejo over mendy uh, yeah mendy's performance was i think i think it was okay nothing extraordinary or nothing too poor either Poor Vallejo, he's been demoted from last year. Last year when La Liga was over, he was playing quite a bit. Um we just haven't, haven't yeah. seen him much. Yeah. I think that Man City, Man City gladiator moment like he's he's standing tall in every Man City maybe maybe the he's the the ace in the sleeve for for one day. Yeah. Maybe Ancelotti is saving <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Complete curveball. <laughs> uh I thought Mendy was okay. That's it. And I don't you know, like I'm not I'm not expecting much from him. And this but this is the problem. It, it even if it's not his fault, this is the problem. He misses a lot of time constantly and then when he comes back, he needs time to settle back in. And mm. that's just not going to yeah. cut it for Real Madrid. Uh that's the unfortunate reality. Did I see enough to say that he's ready absolutely to be on the field with the season on the line on Wednesday? To be honest, no, not really. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he can't swing it and he may very well play important minutes in that game, but nothing really wowed me today. He also like people said that he looked good defensively. I mean, he misread a couple long diagonals that they sent in behind him that Nacho actually kind of cleaned up for him. And uh so it wasn't the greatest Mendy cameo. The problem with him and what he will absolutely have to figure out and the clock's ticking because he's not young. He he has to stay healthy. It, it cuz the stop start this is very Gareth Bale-esque. Stop yeah. for a long period, come back need time to get back into rhythm match fitness injury it's uh it's a brutal yeah. start stop um judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. It's interesting. So the Rudiger point. I don't know like I'm almost 90% 95% sure probably that whatever Ancelotti is going to do against City is premeditated. Like he had he has probably already decided it before this game. So I don't know yeah. how much this game means. Like if he looks at like Mendy's performance, you know, maybe he needs to know where Mendy is at physically. But like for for the most part he's not really looking at this game as a tryout of sorts for Wednesday I don't think because this game just doesn't mean anything in that sense. But it is interesting that Rudiger rested. Uh my prediction was he just Ancelotti just will not break up the Alaba Militao pair. He's very loyal to that. And I think Militao despite a dip in form, you know, he went through a dip in form last season too. He still stepped up in big games. So I'm not worried about Militao in that sense, but I do think Rudiger really made a case for himself to start because that was the Chelsea Rudiger we saw. It was his best game of the season in the most important time of the season against the best striker in the world. 
So what that means for Wednesday, I don't know. Like, what's your hunch? Did Rudiger not playing this game kind of just tell you that Rudiger is actually going to play on Wednesday from the start? Yeah, I'm well. So what happened was after the City game, right? Like the next day of the City game, like Madrid news outlet started to report that someone, quote unquote, close to Ancelotti, has claimed that he's going to go with a four-four-two against uh, City in the second leg, and the defense would be Militao, Rudiger, Carvajal, and Alaba is left back, and Kamavinga would move to midfield. Uh, Rod- either Rodrigo or Valverde is going to get dropped. So. At that time, it sounded like that. Nah, he's 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 not gonna do that. Kamavinga, he he'll he'll play Kamavinga at left back anyway. So now it kind of started to fall in places uh, in in place for me. He was probably he was probably thinking of doing that because see, he he rested Rudiger today. And Alaba, Alaba is out due to injury. Well, Alaba's and, injured, well, yeah. Alaba, yeah, yeah, is yeah. injured. He gave Kamavinga a head start at midfield because Kamavinga hasn't played in midfield for a while. Uh, he has been playing left back for a while. So he started Kamavinga at midfield probably to get him a feel about that as well. Uh, because he wa- and, and, and he started Fede Valverde at right wing because Valverde himself has also not played in right wing for a while because Rodrigo has been starting so much. So Valverde at right wing, Kamavinga at midfield, Rudiger drop. This kind of all aligns to that thought process that, okay, uh, he's he's going to field uh, that eleven against City. I but, think now, mid- but Rodrigo yeah. also getting rest. Yeah. Oh, Rodrigo also getting. Oh, yeah. Rodrigo also getting rested. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo probably getting rested just just cause uh, because if that eleven plays, either Rodrigo or Valverde have to sit this one like have yeah. to start from the bench. And uh, my my thought process regarding this is probably he starts Valverde because Rodrigo of the bench is a more devastating player than Valverde of the bench. So he probably won't want to have that option because if you put Valverde, Rodrigo, everyone on the be- starting 11, you basically don't have anyone coming from the bench if you need that in an extra time or whatever. But so... Uh, and also uh, something, some writing or like some visual making that I've been doing during this week was about uh, City's long balls that we did not see so much in the first leg. City has been silently a very a very good team in long balls for the past couple of seasons, not just this season. And they have actually spammed as many as 81 like completed long balls in one of the Champions League games this season uh, against Leipzig. And they spammed uh, 30, uh, 73 long balls against Dortmund in, in this very Champions League season. Uh, but their long ball completion count was below their season average for this season. Uh, so maybe if Carlo is a bit, you know, circumspect about that, that if, uh, because that they didn't really, they couldn't really do that in the first leg. If they start doing that, who knows? Maybe you want to have Militao and Rudiger as your two like towering center back backs. Uh, this is just a far fetched theory. This is this could be one reason. This this couldn't be as well. So uh, yeah, now now when I'm thinking about it, I think Rudiger's vest and everything probably suggests that he's going to go with that eleven. But I don't know what what Kamavinga's injury means for this and how this might change change things all of a sudden. So I'm just going to assume for my own mental health, but also based on the logic of Ancelotti's calming post-game quotes that Kamavinga is going to play. So just as, I mean, and and you mentioned Militao and Rudiger together. I mean, obviously the the biggest on paper, the biggest problem with that pairing is that they're both aggressive in nature. And I don't mean like physically aggressive necessarily. What I mean is they both step up aggressively when it, you know, when Mm -hmm. trying to intercept passes out of the back and keeping that high line. Um, but obviously it can work. I guess this is my own, this is just an opinion. And, uh, but I don't, I don't hate at all the idea of Militao, Rudiger and Alaba left back and putting Kamavinga in his best position in midfield. But I do wonder how much that is worth benching one of Fede and Rodrigo. I don't know. It kind of feels a little bit too forced for me. I feel like what happened against City worked. Like, I'm not saying it was incredible, unbelievable, we dominated them or anything. It was an even game in my opinion. 
Maybe we were slightly better on the, in the grand scheme of things, although that means nothing. It's 1-1. I think 1-1 was a fair score. But it, I don't know if we need to reinvent the wheel in that sense. Um, and I just wonder, because Kamavinga played really well, I, I do wonder if Pep will introduce Riyad Mahrez on the right wing to test Kamavinga a little bit more. I've, someone like Bernardo Silva is great, but someone who can actually break lines with his dribbling a little bit more as a pure winger, maybe. <clears throat> That'll test him a little bit more. But can't it can't go un, unnoticed that Rodrigo was awesome against City. Really yeah. important. And I don't want him on the bench at all. I, and I wouldn't, like, trade Alaba playing left back just to squeeze in Militao, Rudiger, and Alaba together and demote Rod- Rodrigo. I don't think that makes sense. So I, I, don't, I don't want that to happen. I would rather just pick one between Rudiger and Militao if you have to and just roll with pretty much the same thing and... And then change things if you have to, but I, I don't. I don't see. I don't. I feel like benching Rodrigo would just City would love that. Like I feel like if you ask Pep, like secretly, like and he had truth serum, he would be over the moon if Rodrigo was on the bench. He would love that. Less less yep. attackers in transition. Uh, a less another attacker that you don't have to worry about. More bodies on Vinicius. I think that plays into City's hands if you bench Rodrigo. Yeah, and I, I was listening to you and Lucas in the mailbag, uh, the Thursday mailbag, uh, and I agree with Lucas that if if need be, I would be fine be- with benching Valverde for this game, not Rodrigo. If you really want to do that with two center backs, uh, I think Fede can come off the bench. And uh, during this this Champions League ties, Muller said something. That I, uh, Thomas Muller of Bayern Munich said something that I found really interesting, even though that didn't work in their favor in the end. Uh, when they were like, I think they were 3 0 down from the first leg. So Muller was saying before the second leg that we don't have to score four goals in the first 10 minutes in the game. We can like tread the waters and, and then get into the game. So uh, these are very high quality players uh, Valverde, Rodrigo, Cruz, Modric, everyone. You, you don't really have to go in with the team that will win you the game right away in the first 10, 15 minutes. And all, all the combinations that we have, we're talking have worked to some aspect during this season, but I'm, I'm, I myself am, I'm just fine with the 11 that you played in the first leg. If you play that, I'm, I'm fine with that. But if you want to change up things and move, Kamavinga into the midfield. Uh, I also think that Rodrigo should start and Kamavinga sh- should, you know, uh, play in the midfield and you can bench Fede Valverde for that because Valverde, str- like, he he really struggled during the first half of that game. City can do that again, like, uh, just isolate the channels that, that are fed into him. And uh, if Fede Valverde is not really running with the ball, they literally there was nothing else for him to do. So City can probably do that again. But Kamavinga's positioning is going to be a little bit different. He's going to play more central than Valverde. Modric is going to play on the right. And Modric is superiorly more smarter. He will find those places where Cruz or Kamavinga are finding him. So I'll be fine with that as long as Rodrigo starts. And I'll also be fine with if the same 11 as the first leg plays. Just have him on the field, I guess, is the bottom line. Um, he's super important. But yeah, like he is the most probably undroppable player to me, apart from the obvious Vinicius. Like, he's just amazing. Um, I just want to go back to a few things about this game. Cruz was amazing off the bench. <laughs> he just like yeah. came in and just started slinging these long balls and obviously so important to getting that midfield going. Low-key, Lucas Vasquez was actually pretty good offensively. There was a period up until Asensio scored, like he was probably the one who was actually actively trying to break lines a little bit from that right back position. But one person we did not talk about yet is Aurelien Chouameni. Um, what what did you think of his of his performance? Uh, best game in the second half of the season, hands down. Uh, mm-hmm. And I kind of feel bad for him that he's most definitely not going to be in the starting eleven against City after this kind of a game. Uh, 
for Chuamani, you and I have actually spoken like however many podcasts I've been, the discussion about Chuamani from my side has always been that he's not quick on passes. He's not, he's, he's choosing the safer option uh, many times during like finding an, uh, finding a teammate. But today was a different case. I think he was, he was targeting that riskier pass and executing it to perfection. Some of his uh, progressive passes from like really close vertical zones where he had to like turn or not even turn it. He had to like find space between two opponents and tread a uh, progressive pass from really close distance. Those were beautiful to see. Uh, I think, I think he got played 20 odd minutes against city, something like that. And he got a really good shot off. Yeah. By Ederson. Incredible shot. Minutes. I think that, 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 that fed into his confidence and that showed today. Uh, today was a really good uh, Chuamani performance, I thought. Uh, but yeah, this is this is not going to get him into the starting eleven versus City. No, I, and again, I, I don't. I think the starting eleven today had little to do with like impressing yeah, anyone. Yeah. Like it was just it yeah. was not a tryout. It was just like predetermined. Yeah. But uh, the point about the the neat vertical passes. I mean, there was one where he had Ferland Mendy wide open on the left, and he looked them off, and I was like, oh, that. Should have probably just played that obvious pass, but then, then he played a through ball to Asensio instead, and I was like, "Oh, okay, you saw something that obviously I didn't." Um, it's good for him to get going. He will get going. Yeah. Too talented not to. Uh, okay. Any anything else that you wanted to focus on? Uh, except for that uh, great goal from Asensio again. That uh, that conversation that if. 20 years later, someone checks his goal catalog. They'll think he was a legend, man. Well, uh, he officially now has his best statistical season of his career today. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's that. surpassed his numbers from 16, 17, and 17, 18. Yeah. Uh, Asensio, this is not a knock on him. A goal is a goal. But Asensio does that. Like uh, uh, he, he, he finds these goals... Uh, practically out of nowhere. He tried the, this shot like a couple of times before in this game as well. I think uh, one time it went left of the woodwork. Uh, but yeah, it it was a really nice weighted shot and he found that. Vinicius's offside was so close. In, in a like uh, Peña group chat, we were talking about that uh, Mariano should have released the ball a little bit earlier yeah. because you should if if there's one player that you should trust with that he's going to catch that ball with his speed that's Vinicius so you should you don't really have to wait that long he could have just passed it sooner yeah those those were the only two things and soon after the goal and that Vinicius disallowed goal Kamavinga got injured and I lost all all interest in that game too yeah, the uh, the Mariano pass was too late. Also, that was the one that was the disallowed goal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, also just a beautiful finish from Vinicius. Also, mm-hmm. made me annoyed too because it would have highlighted another great piece of Chua many work. He wins the ball with a great challenge. Yeah, eventually leads to Mariano uh, delaying the pass to Vinicius. Also on Vinicius, I gotta say something, man. Mm-hmm. That guy, he's just so good. He's amazing. Unreal. Arguably the best player in the world right now. Yeah. Uh I think so. I think but, so. Too. But this is the the crazy thing is that like you'll see how Ramjo plays with and without him. And uh and then you see how much damage he does, how much he does things that no one else in the world can do. And still you'll have people complain like, "Oh, he miss he 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 misplaces pass or like, you know, or he overdid his dribbling. He was selfish. Just stop. It's like it's like yeah. it's like complaining about like oh, <laughs> the Hulk only saved ten planets and not eleven. Shut up! Like this guy is doing things no one else in the world can do. He just take it, accept it, embrace yeah. it, and appreciate it. This guy is unreal, unreal talent. So happy he's here. Stop complaining about him. Exactly, my, and he he he's he's in that bracket. Like I I keep telling this that Vinicius, Haaland, and Mbappe are probably the only three players. Not probably, I think the, they are the only three players. They have like a group of their own now. 
Uh, you talk about the age. Mbappe is what, like 24. Vinicius and, ha- and Holland are like 22-ish. So when like there was this Ronaldo and Messi era when like there were other really great players in the football world, but these two were like alien-esque and they would do things of their own that no one else would do. Uh, Vinicius, Holland, and Mbappe are players of three different profiles, but that exclusive club of you know being the franchise player that this is like a like a favorite term of mine these days vinicius is real madrid's franchise player now and uh, it's 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 kind of annoying that uh, he i i think vinicius doesn't get enough hype he should be hyped even more he 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 gets less hype than how good he is uh, so and quality players game recognizes game. We saw like how Holland, Holland and him were talking about after the game. We saw how uh, he was hugging Kyle Walker and stuff. I'm pretty sure that has been discussed already. So uh, he's he's that player now. Uh, we all we all know in our minds what player we are talking about. Vinicius is that player now. We have to treat him like that. Yep, he's been unreal. No questions. Um... All right, so I don't know if uh, I didn't check to see if Ancelotti said anything else interesting. Yeah, but... he he said he said the eleven versus City won't be the most important thing. The players on the bench will also be important. So, oh, and before that, he said that it's clear no one has any doubts in their minds what what the eleven <laughs> against City is going to be. And he and he also said about Kamavinga that he's he's not going to train tomorrow. He's going to rest, and on Monday he's going to return to training. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Um, I have a question. What's yeah. what's Eurovision? I have no idea. I have I have no idea. Are you talking about the Pep quote? I have heard about. Is it a band? Is it a something to do with basketball? <laughs> Let me Google as well. Uh, just that, like if you click on Eurovision trending on Twitter, it just shows people singing. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like something like a talent show, like something Probably. like uh. Yeah. What's that? What's that one with Simon as the the judge and Paula Abdul? Something like that. Yeah, America's it's probably got something talent, like uh, something America's like... Got Talent. Yeah, yeah, American Idol, something like that. Well, apparently, like the whole world is on hold watching this. Even the commentators on ESPN were like, "Oh, the second half, Real Madrid fans might watch the game more because Eurovision ended." So, like, I, I don't know. And Pep was talking about Eurovision. And I was like, should I be proud that I don't know what it is? Or should I be embarrassed? I don't know. For the longest time, I've, for some reason, I've thought this has something to do with basketball. I think I think I confused it with EuroLeague. Uh, yeah, I confused it with basketball. Yeah, apparently it's, I don't know, it looks like some kind of talent show. So, yeah, I, I didn't, I, I vaguely remember this being a thing last year. Some At some point, Eurovision came up during our game. So yeah, I have to remember for for next year. I won't care to remember, but yeah, I was like, what's, I what I, I do want to add something about about that like schedule congestion thing. I have started to get a little irritated whenever anyone talks about schedule now, and I have a reason for it. It doesn't matter because Florentino spoke about it after the Copa del Rey final. Real Madrid tried to move the Copa del Rey final because of the City game. Now Pep's talking about this. I think it was still relevant and worthy of talking about the schedule in 2020 when COVID first broke out and the whole football calendar just got messed up. But I think in 2023, it's kind of boring in a sense. I'm not saying that talking about this is wrong. It's boring because what's changing? Nothing. Florentino talking about the schedule is UEFA or La Liga or RFEF, anyone taking any of this into consideration? No. Uh, Pep talking about the of his schedule, like why they're playing on Sunday and Real Madrid playing on Saturday. They have a game on Wednesday against each other. Is this is this reaching to anyone at UEFA, at FIFA, at La Liga, at Milik? These guys don't care. I think so. <laughs> I think it's time that we realize that that the schedule is just going to be mad, and you just have to put up with it. So whenever like Klopp, Klopp and Pep probably do do it the most whenever it's inconvenient to their team. Uh, it was surprising that from Real Madrid, it's not the manager, the president itself is talking about it. 
but I find it a touch boring but simply because of the reason that talking about this is not going to change a thing. It's it's probably going to only going to get worse uh, rather than getting better. Well, to be fair to, to Pep in that press conference, I think it was yesterday, um, he was just asked about it. And he also said in that same press conference that uh, I've admitted defeat. Uh, I'm not going to fight it anymore. It is what it is. But the thing is that like money talks in these situations, yeah. right or wrong. And Cruz has said this. Cruz, I mean, Cruz has been very. He's Cruz has been trying to champion for this. Like, stop playing so yeah. many games. Start consulting with the players. Stop running us into the ground. Mm-hmm. We are not objects. We're not like your plaything that you know you can just make money from us and we have to run around like some kind of puppets. Now they are being paid handsomely but i mean some of this stuff can be prevented like in the nba there's a players union for example and there is a Mm -hmm. players union that exists in football but it's it's impossible in football to actually make change in a lot of ways because yeah there are so many entities there's a uefa there's a la liga there's a uh federation and then there's fifa and then there's all these things and they all they're all just piling games on the on the calendar and it's insane i don't see it changing anytime soon um basically the more games the more the more things that you can play for, the more money you make, the more money you make, everyone is happier apart from maybe, I don't know, whoever's not happy. When Pep says this, it I always find it like super hypocritical because this season's football schedule, like overhaul congestion is mostly due to the World Cup. Pep is literally an ambassador of Qatar. So uh, you are champ, like you're an ambassador <laughs> for the reason who has caused that congestion. And then you're talking like he, he doesn't understand why they're playing on Sunday. That That's kind of funny to me. Well, the other aspect of this is that City are one of those teams that really can't complain in part because they have spent so much money creating all the depth in the world so that they can go deep in these competitions and yeah. can take advantage of the schedule like no one else can because they have insane depth with all the players they've signed. So yeah. there's also that. Uh, like if, if Haaland doesn't start, uh, he will probably have to start Julian Alvarez against Everton. There are like, at least there are so many teams who would have Julian Alvarez as their like first choice, number nine in Europe. So he, he's City's second choice. So uh, like the wolf crying from Pep is, is funny. I mean, we can't even talk either. We have Jesus Vallejo who doesn't even play. How many, <laughs> yeah. how many, how many defensive lines would Jesus Vallejo just walk into right now? Doesn't even play. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Mehdi, we're going to wrap it up here, but I did want to just give some housekeeping for our listeners. So we have Castilla Corner episode also going up tonight as a separate podcast. That's for free. And then we are squeezing in some city content before the game, I'm sure. But I'm also traveling to Manchester, so I don't know how much I can do. So we'll see. It's possible I may not be able to swing anything. But what is absolutely not up for debate, is Wednesday after the game, after I leave the Etihad, I'm going to hop on Zoom and we'll try to get as many managing with your staff members as possible. I mean, last time, the first leg we had Mehedi jump on, we had Ewan, we had Ruben. And on Wednesday, we've had some promises, possibly a return from Eduardo Alvarez too, from his wine cellar. I mean, if there's anything that could bring Eduardo back is is a, is a win at the Etihad. Uh, and some other people, Sid will be back. So, if you want access to that Zoom podcast, patreon.com slash managing Madrid. I would also just get in now. Like, do it as you're listening to me say this. Don't wait until Wednesday night because you'll just be scrambling for the Zoom link and trying to find it and trying to figure out Patreon. That might take some time. So just do it right now and make sure you're a patron ASAP. 
Mehdi, we're also going to do patron shout outs on the call, okay? Because that saves me from doing it in a separate recording. So Mehdi's going to sure. sit tight. Um, shout out to all of our patrons over on patreon.com slash Madrid. Shout out in particular to our $10 plus patrons who not only get access to every single podcast we do uh, and get guaranteed responses to their questions. They also get a specific shout out on the podcast. So shout out to these $10 plus patrons as follows. Brandon Alvarez, Willie Reed, Will Sousa, Way Pairing, Wamik Jamal, Tobias Arroyo Bacher, Talib Salhab, Tahmid Kalam, Sushank Damala, Sujai Wani, Somanchu Singh, Sheikh Hatiri, Sergio Arispe, Santos Solorzano, Samuli Justin, Samar Z, Said Mahad, Sai Mohan Sasi Kumar, Saad Omar, Rodrigo Balmaceda, Rishi D, Phoenix, Peter Powell, Paulo Fierro, Patrick Odayafari, Oscar Barrera, Nico Laxo, Nicholas Moller, Nick Ribeiro, Nelson Masariego, Naveen Babu, Ramesh Babu, Mowgli, MJ Diego, Michael Zinberg, Marin Myrtle, uh, Matthew Atkins, Martin Ridman, Magnus Lext, Logan Stahl, Leon Stavernakis, Kunal Tilakar, Crystal Glass, Kevin Rivera, Jose Cruz, John Fernandez, Jeff Soa, Jason Fitz, Jacob P., Ian Marley, Howard, Graham Gerard, Gary Cohut, Frederick Rantakiro, Frederick Sundros, S.A. Davisito, Ernesto Gutierrez Vargas, Eloy Enriquez, Edward Sossman, Daniel Williams, Connor McMorrow, Christian Toff, Christian Acosta, Charles Williams, Brendan Powers, Brandon Stevens, Ashik Bashar, Arnab Mukherjee, Armand Gashi, Armando L., Anthony Tharp, Anirud Singh, Andres Silvestre, Ananya Kumar, Alex Steiberg, Azaz Hussein, Adrian Rios, Adar Zalukovic, Adam Dorsey, Bella Chow, Varun, Ramtin Magrur, Manaf Al-Haddad, Fabian Moreno, and Daniel Smith. Absolute legends. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys all. Mehedi, thank you, man. We're going to count on you on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll try to make it. I'm working from home on Wednesday as well. I should be all able right, to make cool. it. I'll, make I'll it work, you know. bro. Hop in whenever. Yep. All right, buddy. Yep. Great chatting. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thanks as always, Ken. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.